What is going on and welcome to the Sports Cave Podcast. I am Gavin Amora. And I'm Nick Ditello. And we are the hosts of the podcast covering everything in the NBA and the NFL. Today we'll be covering our predictions for the 2021 NFL season. If you guys just want to listen to our podcast instead of watching it, as always, you can check us out on Spotify at the Sports Cave Podcast, as well as all of our social medias, the Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok, um, and subscribe to our YouTube, um, all at the Sports Cave Podcast. Gavin, how are we doing? I'm doing great because the TikTok Dope. has been going been off. exploding. Thank you guys so much. On TikTok, we got 750,000 views on one TikTok. Yep. We are going off right now. Our We're going to post so much. On you that guys TikTok. need yeah. to be ready. So make sure you follow the TikTok. Um, Nick, do you want to go over what we're doing today? Sure. We got a quick little episode for you guys today on the NFL. Um, first, we're going to go to our prediction, super, super early predictions of the NFL award predictions, um, you know, like the MVP, comeback player of the year, that kind of stuff. Um, and we're going to get a special call in for that. Um, and then we're going to go into who will we win each division and why um, uh, out of all the divisions, all eight of them. And then... Um, Who's our sleeper for the playoffs um, from the NFL? So um, we're going to get into our first segment, um, NFL Award Predictions with special guest Nick Fryer. So uh, as I said before, Nick Fryer is on the phone with us. Nick, what's going on? Not much, Nick. Not much. Things are good. How about you guys? We're good. We're good. All Everything's good. We're moving quite along. Um, so Nick, why don't you just start by telling us what you do with DraftKings? Yeah, so I am an editor for DraftKings uh, Playbook and DK Live, the app that keeps you up to date on everything and gives you uh, expert analysis. And I'm also one of the analysts for the site as well, uh, focusing a lot on baseball, but also basketball and football, especially when that stuff starts picking back up again. Yeah, so today we're just going to cover some of the uh, early predictions of the NFL awards. Um, So why don't you go ahead and like, who do you have for your predictions for MVP for starters? Yeah, so for MVP, I have Mahomes. I think this one for me is just like it's it's between him and Rodgers, you would think. I know, you know, someone could come up out of nowhere, but I kind of like Mahomes is the odds on favorite right now. And I mean, they're as talented as any team in the league. And obviously, you know, it starts with Mahomes. So that to me is like the no brainer guy um, when I'm thinking about you know, for MVP for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know Gavin and I both have MVP. Um, you know, you just look at Patrick, Patrick Mahomes as something special in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just definitely the realistic MVP, um, and I also have a sleeper MVP, I'll say, after um, Nick speaks about all of his uh, NFL awards. Yeah, one other thing, too, I want to say about Mahomes, one thing whenever I'm looking at this stuff, too, is try to consider how the media tries to, you know, how they yeah. view these athletes and how they portray them. I mean, you look at a guy like Rodgers, where he could come and go surprise everybody and do awesome, and maybe then he'll win over the voters, but at the same time, Mahomes is like that guy who's just everybody seems to like right now. Uh, we are going to do comeback player of the year. So who is your comeback player of the year? I think Carson Wentz is the, the no-brainer candidate. I think this is one for him. This is his award to lose at this point, and he's going with a team that has some talented players. I think last year we just saw some of the Colts guys struggle a little bit out of the gates. I had a few of them on my season-long fantasy team, um, but they figured out later on. It's just that Rivers was over the hill, and obviously that's why he called it a career. He just didn't have any more gas in the tank. And now you got a guy like Wentz who's still 
really young and when he's been healthy he's been really good and it seems like we're going to see him early on in the season it's not going to be the, the latter end of the original injury diagnosis i think it was five to 12 weeks it looks like he's going to be easily ready for like week one or two so i think this is his to, to lose uh for sure yeah definitely so our uh, next position will be offensive player of the year Okay, and for me, this one was definitely the tougher one, especially when you got Mahomes yeah. being MVP. Uh, Derrick Henry last year, obviously a horse. I do not. I think he's, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the odds too when I'm considering all of these guys, and I think he's like uh, he's right up there. He might be number two, maybe number three. He may be top, but either way, he's one of those top three guys. Uh, I know Christian McCaffrey's up there too, but mm-hmm. it kind of goes under the same umbrella for both of them. When I look at Henry, he uh, got a heavy workload last year. I still think he's going to be a great player and, and do a lot for the Titans, but I have a hard time imagining he's going to maintain that level of production to be the number one guy after you know the MVP um, and then McCaffrey as talented as he is I just feel like the Panthers are going to continuously be cautious with him unless they yeah. get a chance at a playoff run and then they're going to unleash him I don't expect, I don't know if that, that's that's necessarily going to happen especially given their division um, so yeah I don't like them for that award so then for me it comes down to two guys Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook um, I, I love what Dalvin Cook does I mean he's one of the I think one of the most talented he is one of the most talented guys in the league but he's one of the most fun players to watch I, I think of like the human joystick is, is a little bit old for you guys, um, but that was Dante Hall's nickname back in the day for what he could do on kickoff returns. And this guy does it from the backfield, and he's freaking insane, and he is so fast. So I I love watching him, and I think he, and you look at what Minnesota's offense is, it runs through him uh, for sure, especially with Cousins as your quarterback. So I, I think it, he sh- this one's a much less clear than the first two awards, but that's the guy I'm going with. Yeah, it's definitely difficult on who to pick, you know, as – as you said before, Dalvin Cook loving what he's doing right now in Minnesota, like basically kind of carrying this team along with Justin Jefferson. But, you know, great things that he's doing and great player to watch. Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook is definitely the safe option uh, after Christian McCaffrey comes off of uh, all of those injuries. And then Derrick Henry, he's definitely not going to have the same workload and reps he had last year having Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. But, I mean, usually they don't, other than last year, Derrick Henry won it, but they don't really like to give that offensive player of the year to a running back. It's usually a QB, so I like your take on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, definitely. He's he's basically in the same system, and he's been putting up the numbers for years now. Aaron Rodgers is definitely the other one to go with. It's 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 between those two in my mind. I think Rodgers will end up being the more the, the it's like the favorite one going into the season outside of you know if, unless you assume Mahomes isn't going to win the MVP. But um, but it's just I, I part there's part of me that wants to see Dalvin Cook win it over Rodgers too with all the stuff that's gone on with Rodgers in the offseason. That's like I, I mean it's just I I could do without it personally. But anyways, um, so our next player is defensive player of the year. Yeah, so I definitely went with a dark horse guy, although a few years ago you would say this this guy would have been your favorite because you won it like three times over a five-year span, and that's J.J. Watt. I know he's a little bit older and he's dealt with you know bumps and cruises for sure along throughout these years, but I like him being in a new setting. I like him being in Arizona that's you know, with a young team, an exciting team. He's back with D-Hop. Of course, that's not going to impact what he does on his side of the ball, but this is a guy who, when you look at the odds, he's like in that, I want to say just outside 
outside that first tier of guys to go and win it and being in a new system for me that that can reinvigorate our career for a guy um at least give for a couple of years not you know i'm not expecting him to go and be the same jj what he was for like five years but we're talking about this year um so i like him you know, jumping into this system and making a huge impact uh for the entire season i actually went with um his brother tj watt with pittsburgh <laughs> Um, you know, they but they both are just great exceptional players, and I can agree with you on J.J. Watt going into his system. And although De- DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play defense with them, it's still the mentality of they were together in Houston for the longest time and coming back together in Arizona, again, as you said before, with the young team, um, and I think it's a new setting for him. And at some point, like, in TJ Watt is a great is a great call, too. I'm just, you know, there's part of me, too, like, and I know you guys are too young to be worried about, like, the betting side of it and everything just from a legal perspective but i look at it as to like i don't want to just look at the chalk because you're not just it's not going to be just the favorites that win them all that that, that very rarely yeah. happens and for me that's kind of a space where like with mahomes and wentz i feel like those are clear as day ones but yet like with with watt it's like that's a little place where you can kind of differentiate yourself a little bit yeah um, I definitely agree with that. Um, so now we're going to get into the rookies. So we can start with offensive rookie. Speaking of chalk, I mean, this one is like, this is the easiest one. Everybody wants to see Trevor Lawrence turn into Tom Brady like yesterday. And I don't expect that to necessarily happen, but he's got some good guys down there. I mean, LaVisca Chanel, and I know in the, to name one, um, but then you have got Shark too. So it's like he, he has options and they're like, no disrespect to Gardner Minshew, but those guys should have put up better numbers than they did last year. He's just, yeah. you know, the, the mustache kind of ran out of his, out of magic. <laughs> and I, as much as, so I fully expect Trevor Lawrence to kind of step in and not necessarily, I, I'm not saying that he's necessarily going to put up the best numbers, mm-hmm. but he doesn't need to do that because again, talking about the media perspective of this guy, a view of him and everything. And with, with him, I mean, nobody, it's even better than, uh, than Mahomes right now. This guy's like Teflon. Um, so I think that, that Lawrence has to be everybody's pick for rookie of the year. Yeah. And you were just speaking of LaVisca Chenault. Speaking of LaVisca Chenault, I have him as my most improved player and we'll get into that a little later, but who is your defensive rookie of the year? So I'm going to go in the AFC East for this one. And I know that division, sh- it should be you know fairly challenging as much as I still think Buffalo is going to take care of business there. And I'm actually going to go to Miami. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips because I mean, Miami had one of the best defenses in the league last year. I mean, Brian Flores has gotten his time now down there to get his feet wet as the head coach. Obviously worked through all the craziness of last year. I know there was some crazy stuff going on with that team, uh, you know, with the COVID stuff early in the offseason um, again last year. But now you know, they got through that. They were one of the best defenses in the league. And now you bring in this you know, top-tier linebacker prospect. And Brian Flores, the last thing he did before he was the defensive play caller in New England, uh, yeah, in New England, he was the linebacking coach. This guy, I mean, I know he's dealing with safeties before that, but this guy knows his stuff. And now you get a young talent like this. I, I think you, you stick him right into that defense that was already successful. And as long as, you know, ego doesn't get in the way, he's going to thrive. So to me, he, he jumps out as my top guy. Yeah, definitely, as Miami had a great defense last year, although their offense couldn't produce as well as their defense huh. did um, with Fitzmagic and um, and Tua, um, we see that the defense definitely was the rock of their team last year and won them the games, in a sense, and got them to that record. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and obviously, I think two is going to take a step forward this year. But uh, but yeah, they, they're definitely the defensive first team. And you know, for, for Phillips, that's going to be huge. Even if he doesn't win the defensive player of the year, I just expect he's going to develop pretty fast. Yeah, definitely. And our last player today will be if there was a most improved player, who would it be? I think Lavisca Chanel is a good pick, but the guy that I was looking into things, I'm going to go with T. Higgins uh, in Cincinnati because Joe Burrow is going to be back for the entire yep. year of the season. And now he's not going to be the central, you know, the primary focus necessarily. You've got Jamar Chase there now as well. And I know things haven't gone as well for him and Burrow to start things off, but still early in the season, they're going to be looking at, they're going to be respecting that connection. And I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. Growing pains, those things happen. Um, and just Burrow, as much as he's coming back from injury and everything, like he's also a better, he should be a better player from yeah. having the, the, the NFL experience. And then their defense kind of sucks. So anytime a defense sucks, usually that's going to be good for quarterback numbers and wide receiver numbers. And when you're talking about the top dog, and now he's going to have not as heavy a concentration on him from a defensive perspective, I feel like that would make you a perfect mix. I think he's going to be a huge uh, fantasy player for this season. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, Nick, but I am a huge sports card collector, and T. Higgins is one of my biggest investments right now. I think he is going to be outstanding. Oh, really? Do you have his rookie card? Yeah, I have so many rookie cards of him. Oh, okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely good. You definitely want things to uh, to go a little bit better this year for sure. Yeah, man, the card business has boomed. For oh sure. yeah, yeah, it's Big gone time. crazy. Um, but I, mean, I remember when I was a kid, I went to the card. I used to go to card shows, and it was like you know, I had a couple of friends that collected cards. Now it's like everybody and their mother collects cards. Yeah, right? everyone collects them. Yeah. Good. Um, right, Nick. Uh, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Anytime, guys. Good luck with everything. All right, thank you. Too. Thank you so much. See. Ya. So that was uh, Nick Fryer, uh, sorry, analyst for DraftKings Sports, as he said before, um, and he gave all of his predictions. So now we're going to go through and uh, we're going to lift off, lift, list off ours. We kind of mixed them in there with Nick's, um, but we're going to go from the top. So again, I had um, Patrick Mahomes as MVP, as Nick did, and I think Gavin did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about him. Um, our come, My comeback player of the year this year. Hold up. Just wait right there. Um I actually have also a sleeper MVP. I don't know about you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was my realistic. But my sleeper <coughs> MVP is Ryan Tannehill. I have a sleeper too. Who I have My sleeper is Matthew Stafford. That, that's a great sleeper. But my sleeper is Ryan Tannehill. And we're going to look back to 2016 NFL season when Matt Ryan won the MVP award. Matt Ryan was not the best QB in the league. He wasn't the fastest. He didn't have the best pass completion percentage. Brady was better. You could argue argue Andrew Luck was better. You could argue Aaron Rodgers was better. But Matt Ryan had the pieces around him. Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Devontae Freeman, a great O-line, a good defense, That's exactly what Tannehill has. Mm -hmm. They just need to improve that defense. They picked up many defensive linemen and linebackers in this year's draft. Um, Adding with the offense of A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, a great offensive line. You know, just they're just great. And I think they're going to be also one of the sleepers in this this year's come playoffs. So my comeback player of the year is Dak Prescott. Exact Dak, same thing. Dak Prescott 
We all remember his dreadful injury, his leg injury. Um, it was bad, but I think he's coming back, and he's coming back. It never works out for Dak Prescott ever. It never does. Never. But I, there are a lot of players that you can um, come with in this in this um, argument, meaning like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. um, Dak. Lots of players that got injured last year. Joe Burrow. It could be a lot of players, but I think Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to look at his leg injury again, his his new injury, and get so upset that he's going to come back with Zeke, Amari Cooper, a good defense as America's team, and come back firing on new levels, um, in a different scale. Um, his division is pretty easy, um, with the Giants, the Eagles, and the Washington Football Team. The only competitor I see is the Washington football team um, being there. Um, so I also have Dak, as I said. He is looking good in training camp. He has all the pieces as well as adding maybe a new developing wide receiver one in C.D. Lamb. Yep. Amari Cooper isn't looking good. Hopefully he will be back soon. They have a top five O-line in the league. And Dak has the media. As Nick was talking about, you need the media to yeah. win these awards also. So Offensive Player of the Year, as Nick was saying, um, you know, you could give it to Derrick Henry, you could give it to Christian McCaffrey, but again, it's 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 difficult to give it to. And as he was saying, it's one of the more difficult awards to hand out. This year, I have Travis Kelsey um, winning this award with Patrick Mahomes, almost MVP, um, and Super Bowl champion two years ago. Um, I think that Patrick Mahomes' number one target and favorite target is Travis Kelsey, one of the highest scorers in the NFL. If you go on your fantasy drafts and you look up, like, if even when you open the page, like, for the first pick, if you have the first pick, Travis Kelsey is, like, three or four on that list. He is so high up on that list to pick for fantasy because of his points that he produces. The catches, the yards, the way he plays the game is something special with Patrick Mahomes they make a great team together they have the chemistry and I think he wins offensive player of the year Gavin so I only have one problem with that I mean Travis Kelsey he's awesome for offensive player of the year the problem is he had arguably the best season a tight end has ever had last year and he still didn't win it And it's because that tight end position is overlooked. But I have Mahomes again as my offensive player of the year, as well as MVP. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that's gonna happen. I think he's again like, yeah, I don't know. Keep going. As so basically, as I was gonna talk about for MVP, Mahomes, he's has everything perfect. He has the receivers, has the run game, has the defense. And they improved their O-line. That was their only problem. They signed Joe Thune, a guard. Signed Kyle Long, a guard out of retirement. Signed Austin Blythe, former Rams center. And re-signed Mike Remmers, a tackle. I mean, we saw in that Buccaneers game, their problem was the O-line. They couldn't stop the the Buccaneers. They, they couldn't stop them. They just let them through. And Patrick Mahomes was getting pressured. That was their only problem. They're improving from last season. Patrick Mahomes is definitely my offensive player of the year. So um, going to defensive player of the year, I said mine already. Gavin, did you say yours for defensive? I said TJ Watt, JJ Watt's brother. Nick had JJ Watt, and I have TJ Watt. Again, he's a JJ Watt 
you know, being by himself, I can see it was more, um, you know, the Cardinals defense is pretty good, but it's not the greatest. Um, so JJ Watts basically by himself over there. TJ Watt is built with the team defense, meaning the whole defense from top to bottom is solid. There isn't a hiccup. There isn't really anything big. Their line is good. Their secondary is pretty good. And they have a good rush. I just, I see TJ Watt being better than his brother, JJ Watt. Uh, for defensive player of the year, I have Chase Young. Um, this man is ready to kill. He has been in the system now. Um, and that Washington football team is going to be a solid football team this year. Everyone's down on them. I think they're going to be pretty pretty good. Chase Young had an outstanding rookie season, and I think he's going to back that up, even improving this year. Um, next, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Nick, who do you got? So I really was not thinking about Trevor Lawrence when he before he Nick's, Nick Fryer said it. Um, Hold on. How did you forget about Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. It just told, I was doing my notes and I just totally didn't think about it. But I wouldn't have gone with him either way. I think my offensive rookie of the year is Justin Fields. Really, Justin Fields with a great receiver in Allen Robinson, a decent defense, and that run game with David Montgomery, who has definitely been improving and definitely showing signs of improvement. Justin Fields looking great in preseason, the best in preseason, I should say. Um, and I think that there's no stopping this kid. He was ready to play from from when he left college. When he got drafted, he came onto this field. And he's ready to play, and he's firing on all cylinders. Gavin? So the problem with Justin Fields is that they don't even know who the starting QB is going to be yet. Um, They're going to start Andy Dalton? I mean, they could. They're in between both of them net right now. Um, my offensive rookie of the year is Najee Harris. Um, he is the only running back on the team clear running back one no one else you can't match the reps this guy is going to get big ben slowing down yeah, well, what's he gonna do with that reps he has all he has every single rep usually and he's coming out of a great college season i mean Najee harris that team is big ben is slowing down as i was saying a weaker receiving core Juju didn't play super well last year. You have Chase Claypool's eh. They will want to run the ball more. And Najee Harris, the clear running running back one, I think he's going to do great this year. So um, defensive rookie of the year, I have Quiddy Pay, offensive lineman out of Michigan. Um, just, just great. Um, it, he's a complete beast with 12 sacks on the season last year. He's, um, he's an... Uh, he's a guard um, on the line, and he's just a complete beast, and I think he's coming into the NFL, to, and he's ready to play, um, and I think he's going to do great. My defensive rookie of the year is Micah Parsons, linebacker for the Cowboys. Um, he is tearing it up at Cowboys training camp. A linebacker with his type of aggressiveness, that is going to translate from college directly to the NFL. Aggressiveness doesn't go away. Um a training camp observer said Micah has been making a player to every single practice. This guy is ready to go, and he is going to have an outstanding rookie of the rookie year. So, Gavin, I want to ask you first, um, if there was a most improved player, who would yours be? Thank you for asking. Mine is LaVisca Chenault Jr. As I've said, this guy showed flashes of skill in 2020 um, with Gardner Minshew as his QB. Mm-hmm. Um 
He has been working hard in training camp, and he is building that chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. If you've seen TikToks or social media, I, I bet you've seen that video of DJ Chark, Marvin Jones Jr., and LaVisca Chenault just hanging out with Trevor Lawrence, uh, throwing the ball around. I think he's going to have an outstanding um, sophomore year. So, um, mine, mine's a little, mine's a kind of a hot take, actually. So, but we before hot takes here, before you make any judgment, hear I, me out first. I am open. My, what is it? What is it? What most is it improved. My most improved player from last year is going to be Cam Newton. Cam Newton last year, we could see he did not, could not throw the ball. Right. Was that because of an injury? Was that because he had coronavirus? Was that because he did not trust his one wide receiver, Julian Edelman, who left the season or was not healthy at all during the season and didn't have any weapons? This year, coming off an injury, he's not injured, completely healthy, no COVID. I don't remember the last time he had COVID. He has left training camp because of some test COVID misunderstanding, but he is not tested positive, and he has more weapons. Hunter Henry, John New Smith, Nelson Aguilar, a run game. He looks confident in training camp, and maybe that's because we got Mac Jones. Maybe he's scared for his job, and maybe maybe he's firing and acting better and throwing better and performing better because he's scared of losing that, that QB1 spot. Cam Newton will be a lot better than he was last year. We saw him last year fumbling the ball, could not throw, was throwing at the ground. What was our final record last year? 7 and 9. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Took us a 7 and 9. Terrible. We're going to see a great jump of improvement by Cam Newton, especially if he does not start week start week 1. If he is on the bench week 1, week week 2, insane. He will go off. I promise you, because he's going to be so upset, and he needs that job. I don't think that I, – I I think that's a really good take. I respect it. I definitely respect it. So um, just got very heated there for a hot second. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, um, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and leave a comment down below. And make sure to call, follow all of the socials. Um, our Twitter, our TikTok, and our Instagram. Subscribe and turn on notifications to the Sports Cave Podcast on YouTube. Special thanks to Nick Fryer and DraftKings um, for helping us out we'll, today. We'll put his Instagram in the bio. We'll post his Instagram everywhere. Make sure to follow his, his Instagram. Twitter. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thank you so much.